0: Welcome, podcasters. You are listening to another episode of Tell Me Why, a resource for athletes, coaches, and parents in sport. Co hosted by Dr. Ginny Christerna and U.S. Speed Skating Hall of Fame inductee Patrick Wentland. This podcast is developed as a resource for athletes, parents, coaches, and referees looking to improve player development and performance conversations and opinions expressed on the show are not intended as medical or clinical advice. Welcome back podcasters. Today we are discussing growing from a loss and how to learn from a defeat. If you can't handle losing and don't get something from it, you are not getting any better than you were before you lost. Today along with me, like every podcast, my sidekick, Dr. Jenny Christourne. Say hi, Jenny.
1: How am I the sidekick? I thought we were part... What is this? We, I'm the okay. Batman. I'm am I Robin. the sidekick? I, I, <laughs> why don't we just be partners in crime?
0: Partners in crime. are like yeah. that. That'll work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Partners for life.
0: So, listeners, we are going to be talking a little bit more about of gain experience gain knowledge from a loss we all suffer a loss in sports in business in anything you're doing you have to learn to gain something from that if you are going through an experience a win or a loss for that matter if you don't get some positive information from that what you did right what you did wrong you're going to keep going over those same situations again and You're not going to learn anything from it. Here we are today to talk a little bit more about this. Uh, Jenny, would you like to start us off?
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, we do before each podcast is, is we try to figure out which topic we're going to have. And so uh, when we decided on this, the the one thought that came to my mind is that life is like one big sports, you know, uh, it's like one big game. You can sum up everything in life regardless of whatever the sport is like a like a like a game you know and there are going to be times that you're going to win there are going to be times it's going to be a tie there are going to be times when the game is abandoned for something weird or, or just outright goofy and there's times when you're just going to lose and each of those times you're, you should have learned something about yourself there should be moments of reflection and what i notice is that most people they reflect but only on the things that they're comfortable reflecting on they don't necessarily reflect on the things that are uncomfortable or they don't look at the role that they may have played or the way they contributed to maybe something that didn't turn out in their favor which is a is a life skill you have to be able to do that if you if you can't do that and if you haven't learned to do that in sports to your point you're probably going to be stuck and you're probably not going to get much better so
0: I like it. One point you just made, and I I have a way of saying it, is is fix the hard things. A lot of people don't like to fix the hard things. If you are an endurance runner and you need to get stronger in the weight room, but you dread going in the weight room or vice versa, You're, you're a strength guy, but your endurance is terrible and you just don't like doing endurance workouts. Everybody's got their weaknesses, everybody's got the things that they don't like to do and they get really good at the things they do like to do. You have to learn to, for one, figure out what those weak points are. And that's what we're talking about today. Going back at, after a loss, after a practice, after a game competition, whatever it is, you can go back and relook at that and say, okay, I could have done this better. I should have done that better. I, 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 made a mistake here. I wasn't focused on this over here. There, there's a lot of things different ways to look at it. you can look at the physical you can look at the me- mental you can look at your preparation you can look at how we, how you were nutritionally ready did you eat the right stuff did you have the, the energy for it everybody's got the things that they need to look at but you have to be able to Way you just put it jenny you have to be able to address the things you don't want to do everybody can fix the easiest, oh, I need to get stronger in the weight room. I love the weight room. Great. But if you don't have the endurance to, to make that better, you're not going to get better. You have to be able to fix the things you don't want to do. It sucks. It's, it's something you're not good at, you're not going to see the returns until you get better at it. You keep working at it. You got to get better at it. It's, that's just the way progress works
1: and and i'm i'm glad you said that because what most people don't understand and this is what i want the listeners to pick up today is that if you only focus on the things that you're comfortable with and that you like you become a one trick pony and being an a well-rounded athlete just for the sport not even as a person or human being on this planet there's several dozen pieces to that And that's what people don't understand. It's like when you do go to the weight room and you work a different muscle, it's like, I didn't even know that was holding a muscle over there. I didn't even know that was a muscle. And then it's, it's tender. You don't feel so strong because you worked a new muscle or if you increase your weights or whatever. And one of the things that I tell people, it's not just knowing the laws of the game, the rules of the game, but it's about knowing, okay, what positions are there in the game? It's about... What is my nutrition? <clears throat> Excuse me. The physical component, the mental component, the emotional component. People think sports is just you go out and you do this on the field. There are a lot of pieces, there are a lot of components that go into being able to do this one thing out on the field that people don't fully appreciate.
0: Well put. And I agree that that's a, another great point for today because. Yeah, most people think it's strength and whatever it is, power. But if you're not ready physically, if you haven't rested enough the night before, the week before, tapered for your game, if you went out partying the night before and expect to come out the next day shining, ready to rock, it's probably not going to happen. If you haven't prepped eating uh, the right foods, if you went, oh, overdosed on hamburgers at In-N-Out the night before and think you're going to do great on your marathon run the next day. And again, it's probably not going to happen. There's those things that you need to work on outside of the weight room, outside of the technical aspects. Yes, you still need to find your weaknesses within the physical capabilities of your sport. But there's so much to think about outside of that where your weaknesses are and and you have to be blunt with yourself you have to have a coach or parents or someone who is going to give it to you straight and tell you hey you're sucking at this you got to get your diet intact you are overtired you're not getting your sleep you have to get more sleep you your endurance is lousy you have to start getting on the bike getting running doing whatever it is get out of the weight room Fix your endurance. You have to be told the truth and you have to be able to accept the truth and then start a plan to, to fix that. And where you learn those things is right from, go back to our topic today, from a defeat in practice, from a defeat in a game, you have to go back and look at both of those. Where where was I off in practice today? Where was I off in the competition in the game? Mm
1: -hmm. Where was
0: I weak? Where were they scoring on me? Look at those things and, and figure it out and, and make that list and then go back with your coaches and figure out a way to fix it.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that the reason that I, I wanted to do this topic today is when we're talking about, you know, learning from a loss, you're learning about yourself. Yeah, you're learning about the game and, and some of the nuances and yeah, my diet, my mind, my attitude and, and so on and so forth. But what you're really doing is you're sitting back and you're looking at yourself. You're looking at, oh, what are the things about me that might have contributed to today? And how do I address that? That falls squarely on you. Things like learning the rules, even though there are rules, things like I got to go and get into the weight room or I got to go and get on the track. I got to start running for my endurance or whatever. Those are the things that you need to do. But whatever is stopping you from doing that or limiting or preventing you from doing that, only you will know. And so when we have a defeat, when we lose, we have to look at ourselves. Did I even really want to win? Do I even care anymore? Am I burnt out? Am I being passive aggressive? Am I self-sabotaging? A lot of people don't want to look at that. They want to make it about these things out here. But remember, the body can only do what the mind allows it. And the mind can only do and, and takes its, its fuel from the emotion. If I, if my emotion is resentment, and I didn't want to do it in the first place, or I wanted to do it the way I wanted to do it. Well, what do you think that's going to look like? Hence the, the, the saying, If you know, if, if at first you don't succeed, do what your coach told you to do the first time. So sometimes we want to do it our way. And now we got to sit back and go, so that didn't work. So, well, why did I want it? Why was I so insistent? Maybe some people don't like to be told what to do. In fact, a lot of people don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, well, I didn't. I'm glad you volunteered that. I wasn't going to say anything. But, you know, (laughs) right. But here's all of these wonderful nuances and aspects of being human. Being an athlete means you are coming face to face with your shadow, and and all of your humanness, the parts of us that aren't very pretty, the parts that have, that that needs to be burned out with fire. And I'm, I'm I don't know if you know the story about how they make steel. Film me. In. You're filming it. Oh, no, fill no. you Oh, so, yeah, okay. tell me. So. My dad used to work in the steel in the steel mill in Gary when I was growing up. And so I didn't know you I was a kid. So I didn't know you made steel. So I thought steel was just you came out and you shaped it. Well, you know how those factories were super super hot like just the heat alone was like thousands of degrees. Right? Well, why do you think the heat is so hot when they melt the steel? What do you think they're doing to the steel?
0: think it has to do something about the heat makes it harder or how it's cool makes it harder I, I, I don't really know
1: so where does steel come from what do they, they but they pull it out of the earth right right they Minerals go dig it here. right yeah. so that steel that raw steel has dirt in it well it's so hot they're like well we have to burn the dirt there's no way you can pick the dirt out of it, so we burn it out And that's when you're left with just the steel. Now you can shape it. Now it's super strong. You can do anything with it. Okay? And that is what happens when you're an athlete. You are raw steel pulled right out of the earth. And you have to be hardened. You have to be purified, if you will. The dirt, the ego, the, the, the heaviness of being human, the desire to be who you genuinely are, balance with being taught, right? That, that, that delicate balance of, yes, this is who I am, but this is what I'm learning. This is who I'm learning to become. And I don't want to give up who I am for that. This is that fine balance, that delicate balance, that dance that we all do in life. If you come from a home where, you know, everybody's telling you what to do, or you're the youngest, you're like, you're not the boss of me. and I'm not tired of everybody it's telling me what to do. I'm probably going to be more independent. I'm going to do fancy stuff on the field, which is great. But it has to be tempered with, hey, I, I, that didn't work so well. Maybe I do need to stop and, and listen. Maybe this isn't about me being told what to do. Maybe it's about me learning. And sometimes we don't, our attention isn't called and we're not made to stop until we lose. And sometimes until we lose a big game. Because now we have to sit with ourselves. So every time we've lost, every time we've been defeated in in a game or in a series, we really do have to sit by. Yeah, if it's a team sport, what did we do? Did we underestimate our opponent? Whatever. What did we do? Did we go in here trying to be nickel slick? Thinking we can get by on just defending or just being offensive or just long balls or just headshots or whatever. What did, what did we do? And we have to own that. That is so hard for people to do. It is so hard for people to admit that they made a mistake because they're so far in. They're so far in. They're in so deep that, and for a penny and for a pound, they gotta be, they gotta be committed to it. And that's not true. It's not. Yeah,
0: I think I want to rename this segment something more like the well-rounded athlete. And because the way you, you bring this up, you want to eliminate your any weaknesses or lessen your weaknesses. And I, I listen to a lot of uh, business leader podcasts and a lot of them talk about stick to your strengths and... And don't worry about your weaknesses, but keep building on your strengths. And I think there's a lot to that. And, and especially in the world of business, because you're usually working in a team like this guy's really good at marketing, this guy's really good at sales. this guy's really, really good at whatever it is, production. and And you put that team together and you have that. and And I think in some sports too, that that may have something like if you have if you're looking at soccer and you have your, A guy who's just great at scoring, a guy who's great at passing, a guy who's great at endurance and running or speed, he's fast. But you still have to be able to put those together and you still have your weaknesses in there. If you're just really fast and you can't pass, you can't get the ball to the guy who can score. And if you're just good at scoring and you're not fast, you can't get down the field fast enough to the spot. For the guy to get you, or maybe you're not good at passing. You you still have to be that well-rounded athlete. And just to your point, Jenny, you need to know and understand what those weaknesses are. And you have to be that that's number one, you have to be told the truth. You have to you have to believe the truth and know what it is. And then number two, you have to be willing to do the work to get there.
1: And 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 this uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's just Go ahead, I'll, I'll I'll fill in.
1: So so, and that doesn't mean you have to do everything and be the best at everything. It just simply means know where you're solid, and then know where you know those areas that 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 you <clears throat> can can develop as transitions or auxiliary areas, right? So, I might be great at scoring, but to your point, if I'm not <laughs> good with my passing or my shooting. Then I'm not gonna score as much, right? If my accuracy, if I can't shoot with my left, then oh well, look at that. But that means, okay, so how do I find that balance? And so what do I need to develop and work on? Maybe I'm not very fast, but I'm very accurate. Where where's the best position for me? And then what are the bridges? What are the other things that I need to develop to connect me to the person who is really good at that thing? So I can get it to that person. So remember a team. Sport is is a lot um, more uh, supportive than an individual open sport. An individual open sport like taekwondo, you, you need to know where you're good at and then you need to know a lot of other smaller things about the sport. When you have a team sport like soccer or basketball or football, everybody has their position, but they also develop other things to be able to connect with somebody else who is strong in a different position, right? Because I need to be able to make sure I get whatever ball or object <laughs> to you so that way we can complement each other. So, these complementary features or de- pieces of development is about, yes, h- helping the whole team, but it's also about us because if you want to be the star of the team all the time, if you want to be the most important person in the team, you're not gonna be thinking about this is what i'm really good at this is what they're good at and let me get this to them if you're jealous because you're always being compared to people in your home or in your community or you got something to prove that's going to be really hard on a team this is where in defeat you know i i'll watch games and i can tell when an athlete is it they made it all about them or if it's just a small group of people you can tell the click on the team yeah where they've made it all about them and they've isolated everybody else or they've minimized the role or the importance of everybody else. And that's how they think about their own personal inner strength. There are some things that they are really good at. They're like the business leaders. I'm really good at this, but they completely devalue all the other people surrounding them. And now the other people surrounding them, they don't get to develop. They don't get to grow. They lose their excitement, yeah. or enthusiasm for the game. And then that becomes a coach's job to address that. That becomes a parent's job to address that. But if your parent is just as bad as the kid going, no, you take that ball. It's just like, why? The person's right there in front of the, in front of the goal. Why wouldn't you tell your kid? Right. And now they've lost the game because you wanted your kid to make that goal. You yeah. wanted your kid to score that point.
0: Yeah, and I think it it goes back to like one of the goals of our podcast is building the athlete who's going to be the best of the best, you know. And you're you're looking at individual sports, you're looking at team sports. If you want to be that person, you want to be the Lionel Messi, you want to be the Michael Jordan, whatever whatever sport it is, and and the great for that sport. You have to eliminate your weaknesses, And, and I I believe a little bit of what you were saying was team sports can hide or allow weaknesses if you if you are on a team sport you can get away with having weaknesses a little little bit more because someone else on that team can step up and fill in but if you want to be a great team or a great athlete on that team you can you can't get away with those weaknesses. You have to fix those weaknesses. You need the speed. You need the endurance. You need the skills. You need the, the techniques. You have to fix the, the weak points on there. You can't just be a great shooter. You can't just be super fast and not have the other things. You need to be able to find your weaknesses we're talking about and fix them. And with you're on an individual sport, you have no one else to blame or look at but yourself. You have to go back and find where your weakness is, what what's causing you to come in second, third, fourth. Or you can't hurt you also to look at if you're in the front and you're winning. Why? What am I doing different than everybody else that is doing and is allowing me to come in first? And guarantee your competition is looking at that so-and-so is coming in first and he's doing this this way and we're going to start doing Mm -hmm. it that way and Mm -hmm. if it's a weakness I have right now that I can't do I'm gonna learn how to do that and I'm gonna fix it and I'm gonna catch him and I'm gonna beat him so you have to know what you're doing right and then because everybody else is gonna be gaining on you once they figure that out you have to know what you're doing wrong or can do better because they're all going to start gaining on you, and you're going to need that extra edge there.
1: Let, let, me, let me use two people, Messi and Neymar. And I'm not saying either of these things are true. I'm just going to tell you what the consensus for, for most soccer fans are. Okay. Uh, Neymar flops. You touch him, he falls. <laughs> he wants a foul. Messi, you foul him, he's going to keep going because he wants that ball in the back of the net. So unless you hard foul and tripping, and he, he's not going down because he's going to try to stay up. Now, I'm taking yep. those two. I'm not saying Neymar is a flopper. I'm not saying Messi doesn't get fouled. or he. I'm just simply saying. One of the things that you have to be able to do is watch yourself. You have to watch When something happens to you, like we have video now, it's so much more accessible than you and I were growing up. Remember back in the day, the VCR recording devices, video recording devices were bigger than us. But now you can watch your your performance in your game and you can look at, oh, if if I get fouled or if I get touched or pushed and I go down, right? Yes, that might have been a foul. That's fair. But what else is also true is I might not be very balanced on my feet. Good I point. might need to be, I might need to have a more solid core where I might need to find a way to recenter myself. So if I do get bumped, I don't go down unless I want to. Yep. And with Neymar, he's a professional player. It's, I think the presumption that people make is that he is, He's played this game for so long and he's so fit that there really isn't a reason for him to go down unless he's always trying to draw a foul. And if that's the case, then that's fine if that's what your goal is. But I'm I'm just taking those two soccer players and putting them side by side because there's a visible difference. People see it. What is it that you want people to see when you play? What is it that you want people to remember about your performance in that game or about you as a player? In terms of how you perform. And anytime we lose, that is an opportunity for us to take a moment and go, what can I do to grow from this? What am I noticing now that I might not have noticed before? Or what's coming up now that wasn't there before? And what's that about? But those are all personal reflections. We can tell you all day long, this is what we think it is, but only you really know what that is. And that's the shadow. That's the part of us that we often run from, that we don't want to face. We don't want to know.
0: Yeah. And I think we all have things, whether it's in sport or life, that we don't like to do. Doing the dishes, taking out the garbage, whatever it is that that's your thing. You're like, oh, you know, I'll go wash the car all day long because I enjoy washing the cars the chores, but I hate doing dishes. I hate vacuuming the house. I hate doing the laundry, whatever it is. Same within the sports. I have an athlete that I work with quite often who has a couple of things we're trying to fix technically. And he'll fix it. He'll work on it for a little while. And he he knows it's a weakness for him. And he knows if he can get this right, he's going to get a lot better at it. But he'll work on it and work on it. And then he remembers, oh, it was much easier to do it the other way. And it didn't hurt as much. And I didn't have to strain as much. And I didn't have to try as hard. And as he's working hard and he's getting tired, it starts reverting back and goes back the other way. And we all do this, right? If if you can get yourself to understand, yes, I'll I'll suffer through this now. I'll do these things that I am not as good at or don't like to do so that when I get them down, they get easier and they get easier. And then I'm actually getting better and I'm learning from my weaknesses, improving my weaknesses. But if we keep giving in to our weaknesses and allowing ourselves to allow the weaknesses, we're not going to be learning from our losses we're not going to be learning from our weaknesses and we're not going to be getting better yeah you can make little improvements and that's the way a lot of us do it keep making those little improvements and you're going to get a little better i do think if you can really mentally get yourself to okay understand this is my weakness this is one thing i got to work and i'm going to work on it work on it work on it work on it. i'm going to nail it i'm going to nail it to the wall i'm going to have a good i think you're going to find your your performance is going to go way up and it's going to improve much faster.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. What I'm going to add to that is frequency. A lot of times people don't make the connection between mind and time. They always think they have more time, even before we die. I thought I had time or before your last project is due. I thought I had more time. Yep. Everything on this planet Can be argued that it's messed up. It's unfair. Except one thing: everyone gets sixty seconds in a minute, sixty minutes in an hour, twenty-four hours in a day, three hundred sixty-five days in a year. Everybody. It is what we do with that, huh? Leap year. (laughs) Leap year. That's right. There you go. Every four years, everybody gets an extra day. (laughs) But there is this this disconnect when we talk about. You know, as my husband calls it, toughocity—your mental toughness—that comes from realizing that all things considered, everyone has the same amount of time. Everybody. It is what you do with that. So, if you're trying to to make some changes after you've learned something or after you realize something after a loss, increase the frequency of how often you practice that. And that's hard to do, but I'm going to step it up for you. So if you say, hey, I need to do this every day, whether it's five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, five days a week, it sounds easy, right? All you got to yeah. do is, well, people, anything that starts off with all you got to do is, generally speaking, somebody's probably going to go to jail. It's probably not going to work is the bottom line because you've minimized it. Instead of saying, all I got to do is start with what I'm going to do is. It's more directive and it gives it, it gives it uh, a de- declarative feel like this is what I'm going to do five minutes every morning, eight o'clock or five minutes every night, nine 30, whatever. I'm going to do 15 squats or whatever you're going to do. And then I'm going to, then you build on it and you write it down. I don't mean you type it in your phone. The, the younger folks, meaning everybody younger than us, they type in their phone, I want you to get pen and paper. I want you to write it out because when we write it out, it sticks in our brain. There's something from pen to paper that etches in our brain. It's not all I'm going to do is, it's what I'm going to do is, and you have to have the frequency. The increased frequency softens the resistance. That's how you come back from a loss. You do that not for 30 days. You do that for 60 days. You do however frequently you're going to do it, two days a week, three times a week, six times a week. And you do that for 60 days. You get yourself a calendar, and I don't mean on your phone. I mean you get yourself a full-fledged paper calendar. I don't care if you have to print it out. And then you tape it to somewhere, and you cross off, just like back in the day. I did this this day, I did that, and you X out each day that you've completed it. Those are things that allow you, especially if it's just you, if you're in an individual sport and if you're in a team sport, this is why parents don't realize they do this for this reason. But this is why we ask, well, how often are practices? How long are practices? Parents thinking that I'm going to get my money's worth. But the real reason we need to know how. Frequent practices are is because now the mind, the body, and the athlete has something to look forward to. There's very little you're going to be able to do differently in one hour. You need a good 90 minutes if you're a T. You need a good 90 minutes even if it's an individual open sport. You have to do it so repetitively. It has to be repetitive that you get sick of it. But you can do it in your sleep and you make it look easy
0: and then it becomes natural
1: That's when it becomes natural. You do that for sixty days. the thing that you didn't want to do that you didn't like to do now becomes something that you don't have to to do and what I do is i I used to have this thing with me that I would look at whenever I get frustrated, whether it's with sport or whether it's with work and I remind myself that anybody, anybody can do what they want to do when they want to do it, if it's something that they like. Anybody can do that. But successful people do what they don't want to do, but needs to be done anyway. And then you add a third piece to that, and they do it like they love it. There you go. Right. I if might not like it, but it I'm good. gonna do it like I love it. Right? People talk about the law of attraction all the time. You gotta feel it. If you don't feel it, of course you're going to hate it. Of course you're going to stop. But you do what needs to be done, even when you don't want to do it, and then you do it like you love it.
0: Yeah, I think, and this goes back to, I think that the support team that we talked about a few podcasts ago, building that team around you to help you For one, as we talked about, finding out what those weaknesses are, where you made your mistakes, where you can be better, where you can be stronger. For two, helping you develop a program, something to improve you in those areas. Your, your strength coach, your mental coach, your nutritional coach, your technical coach, get those people together and find out what those things are and help them build that program for you. And if you don't have that team, you, you need parents or someone who's going to tell you the truth and you need to accept that truth and just what you're saying jenny you that's the start you need to know and accept yes i suck at this i hate doing it but i suck at it and this is how i'm going to get better at it you need to record need that repetition repetition to do it over and over and over again and you're not going to hate it as much anymore because you're going to get better at it and it's gonna become much more natural. And it's gonna be like a regular thing. It takes some time. 60 days is, is not that long in regards to a typical career. You want your career and your sport to improve and to be better. No better way to do it than to fix your weaknesses. I guarantee your competitors know what your weaknesses are and they are using that against you. Mm-hmm. And if you can't figure that out, uh, you're not learning from your loss.
1: You know, it, it's it's funny because I am sitting here and I'm listening to you and I'm having a reverie, and I, I recall I was I was roughing a game, and I, I was out of shape. I still I'm not where I used to be when I did taekwondo. I'm older and. You know, just kind of everything gets heavy. And I remember going, I can't keep up. And then I remember people were talking about the other ref. Now, I could keep up, but for me, I couldn't keep up. I knew I was slower. The other ref was physically bigger and looked physically out of shape. And they were giving them grief about it. And they were really just disgusting at me. I, I, it was uncalled for. That's just the bottom line. And he, we met at halftime. The crew ca- got together and he said, you know, he was complaining about them complaining. And I said, well, what are they saying? And he said, well, they're, they're like something about his weight, of course, derogatory stuff. And then they said, you're too slow. I said, well, of all of that, what is factually true? And He goes, well, I am slow. Why is that? Take away what they said. I want you to just be with you right now. Why is that? Well, yeah, I'm heavier. So when it's not that it justifies anything that they said, what it does is we knew going in doesn't mean you shouldn't. It just means it shouldn't do the sport. You shouldn't referee. You shouldn't play. It just means that going in, I know this is something that is a disadvantage to me and I'm working on it, right? When we can own that, there's nothing anybody out in the stands or whatever can say to us that we don't already know. It's like, yeah, if you told me, you know, oh man, you know, she's she can't keep up with the professional players. It's like, no freaking duh. <laughs> I know that. You're not telling me something that's gonna, you know, hurt my feelings. One, because I don't have any more left. Two, it's a truth. I, and I already know this truth about myself. Right, so I continue to ref pretty solid games. And when I make a mistake, it's like, oh, that was on me. I very rarely have anyone upset with me at a game. Most of my calls are pretty good. And when they're not, I say that's on me. I'll keep an eye out for it next time. Right. And that, right, is what allows an individual to get successful. It's not about being so amazing that you're the best. Yeah, that's our goal. But on our way to that goal, what is it that we are aware of that is true. And it's not the most flattering thing. We don't want to hear it or know it out loud, but you got to know it out loud because everybody else in the world is going to tell you about it. Yeah. And if you won't hear it out loud, you will continue to lose. The defeats will continue to come. Even if they're small, even if overall you win, you make a few mistakes, you're going to beat yourself up worse than anybody else could. Know the truth for yourself, but be open to knowing that. There's no one on this planet that is going to make you feel worse about your performance than you do. So make peace with that truth.
0: Yeah, I I think you got it there, Jenny. It's it's knowing and understanding yourself and accepting where where you're at. And it takes us back to one of our earlier podcasts. you know, don't lie to yourself from your starting point. You're trying to get from A to B. You're trying to get from your intermediate, whatever level you're at, to the best of the best. If you don't if you're not honest where you're at from the beginning, you're not gonna get to you're gonna have a much harder time getting to where you wanna go. You need to know where you're at, you need to know your limitations and you need to know your weaknesses and your strengths. Can I so,
1: did I share the yeah, story with 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 you or on the podcast about when I went out for my fitness test for soccer.
0: Tell me a little bit about it, but go ahead.
1: Okay. So I went out for my fitness test. So there's the FIFA one fitness for national. Then there's one for regional. Then there's the college fitness. And the college fitness test is, is easier than the FIFA fitness test. So I'm 50 and you have to do 10 laps. There's 20 of these things that you have to do twice in a lap. And on paper, it sounded easy. Now, I didn't train. I showed up late, nine minutes late. They were about to take off. And so they're like, you got to hurry up and get here. So I, I get on the track. I got on the track. And I'm thinking, ooh, I did my visualization. You know, I, I rough these games. I run between, on a bad day, three miles to to six miles a game. Okay. This is two miles in a track. Yeah. Right? I can do that. So you think. And... I got up there, and Nicola. Now I, I'm. There were there was two groups of us, and Nicola was in my group. I was the only woman in the fitness test. And when I ran, I ran one lap, and I just the first one of like yeah yeah, second one yeah. third one I was like I told Boris I said he was leading the test. I said I don't think I'm gonna make it. He's like yes you can. He did. He completely ignored me yes you can keep yeah. on. you got it jenny i was like what and it wasn't so much as 10 straight laps it was you ran for 45 seconds a certain distance and then you walked and then you would pick up and you would sprint and run and then you walk and then so it was the stop and go like a car in rush and rush hour traffic
0: does in a game
1: exactly but i thought in my head because i i done this game i've done this for 5 6 years i can do this this is what i do not so so by the time we get to lap 6 and 7 i'm tapping out somebody already dropped out of our group and i was like nope here's my the door is open i'm out of this joint i'm good and i said i can't now i mind you i can't breathe i mean not like I, i'm going to die but i'm just like i'm out of shape i'm like this is not good yeah and the whole time Nicola was like, Put your hands over your head during the walking portion. Stop talking. Shut up. Put your hands over your head. Quit saying what you can't do. And I was like, I'm a sports psychology therapist. Damn, yeah, I'm you know, yeah. pissing. I'm cursing and I'm just dropping F bombs and everything. They say, Now come on, find your stride. Find your stride. Now Nicola is my agent. He's just like running. It's like it's a regular warm up for him. He's, that's, <laughs> Here and then at lap eight I am screaming and I'm crying and I'm slowing down with each sprint and I'm nice. barely making it to the finish of each segment yep. and I remember lap nine I was like I can't and I my body it's not that my body I, I don't know what it was I couldn't catch my breath and he turns around and he says give me your hand he said you're gonna finish this give me your hand and i grabbed his hand he said now let's go and then he lets my hand go and i remember that last lap when we got to lap 10 i must have screamed and yelled the biggest yell to finish each of those four because it was really hard Thanks. now Mind you, they were taking pictures and videoing. And if I see any of these pictures out, and I'm going to be really pissed. But I had the ugly face. I, had the, I, was, I was crying. I mean, tears were rolling down my face. Why do I share this story? Because in that moment, I had a choice to quit or to hear what they were saying. Stop doing this. Do this. And then, the, you know, there was a guy who was like 60 or so, you know, 10, 15 years older than me. And he was just like, and I was like, oh, you are not going to beat me. I'm not dropping up before you. Nice. So my ego was there, my pride was there. But in that moment, I had to choose do I listen? Do I acknowledge I don't know what I'm doing? Yes, this is what I do with other athletes, but I, in this moment, don't know it. I'm not ready. I underestimated this. I'm not ready. I could quit. There wouldn't have been anything wrong with that. Right. But I also knew I could do it. So... Every time we are faced, and, and I want the listeners to understand that Pat and I, we, we compete, we, I call it playing, but we, we, we've done this and we continue to do this. And so soccer referees, they're like athletes. They're, they're not just refs. They're athletes. They have to be physically fit. And there's something to it when we all are on the field or we're all in the midst of a game where we want to give up because there's a truth that we can't stand to face about ourselves in that moment, which is we're losing. Yeah. I was losing, man. I was losing that lap freaking three.
0: We've all been there.
1: But if I would not, if I did not allow myself to admit defeat in that moment, I'm losing. I would not have been able to allow myself to receive help and to be coached through that. And at the end, I gave Nicola the biggest hug. And I saw him last night. We were at, we had a meeting and he forgot all about it, but I didn't. Yep. And that is what defeat does. Defeat allows you to be comfortable being freaking human. Giving and receiving.
0: Yeah. And you learn from it. There you go. And I think it gave me an idea for another podcast, too, because we're going to talk a little bit about uh, allowing yourself to give up and what happens when you do that. And the more often you allow yourself to do it, the easier it becomes.
1: Oh, man. Let me tell you, I don't know a lot more that I didn't know before. I was like, I don't know anything. Help me. Right. Tell me. Teach me. It's it's, it's freeing.
0: Yeah. As we're running low on time, we're going to close up like we always do and offer some key points to our athletes, coaches, referees, parents, and I'll start out. I think a couple of takeaway points that I really want people to understand is, as we talked about in the beginning, no. you have to go back and look at your loss. You have to go back and look at your win. You have to get information out of those competition, games, races, whatever, whatever you're doing. You have to go back and look at it. You have to look at it with your team, your parents, your yourself, your coaches, your different trainers, whatever it is. Everybody's going to have their advice to offer you uh, what what we can improve on, where your weaknesses where you got beat because of this. You have to go back and look at it. You have to, otherwise you're going to keep making the same mistakes again. The second thing you have to do is accept what they tell you. What what your team tells you, you have to understand that these are my weaknesses. This is why I'm losing. This is what I have to work on. Three, you have to make a plan to do that. I love Ginny's rule about finding your 60 days, work on it. Make it better and better and better each day. It's not going to be your weakness anymore. Being able to follow that three-step plan is going to improve your strengths and improve your weaknesses. Your whole performance is going to skyrocket and you're going to do better. But the point, again, of this podcast is learning from those mistakes, learning from your losses and gaining something from it so it doesn't happen again. If you can follow that three-point rule you're going to be successful and your overall performance is going to go way up and you're going to be happy. You're going to be kicking some butt and I, that that's our goal here so I'll leave it at that.
1: My my thing that I want people to to take away from this podcast is we're always losing and we're always winning. It's a dance. If you can realize when you're losing in the middle of losing, <laughs> you can turn it around a little easier. Sometimes you can't, but you can always turn it around when you're open to realizing things that are, are really tough. If we can own those parts of ourselves that are human, to, to your point, we become more comfortable. It's easier. We don't have to fight it. We learn so much more, so much more quickly. And so I encourage everybody, be a loser, right? You're here. So guess what that means? You've survived a hundred percent of everything that was supposed to destroy you. So you're already a winner, right? It's okay to lose. And if you can catch it as it's happening, you can fix it. So allow yourself to be human. Allow yourself to learn from defeat as you're being defeated. Maybe you can turn it around.
0: Definitely can. And that's the point of sports is to get better and better and better and, and, become the best the best you can be and best way to do that is to to keep working at it great stuff jenny Uh,
1: great stuff pat oh hey hey wait
0: yeah you got a sound effect for us was that the ocean
1: i've been dying to push that button the whole podcast
0: pretty sure is that what it was the ocean
1: it was clapping oh okay yeah oh no it didn't sound like it all
0: right Anyways, podcasters, thank you for listening today. Uh, we we love having you on and when you get a chance, go ahead and subscribe and give us a thumbs up and follow us and we'll keep adding more content. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what we can do better. Just like everybody else. We have our weaknesses here and we want to make it better for you. So give us your feedback. We'd love to hear it. And uh, until next week, have a great time and keep working on those weaknesses.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: Goodbye.